Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Andrew, it's that time. It is that time. The WCHL podcast is back for another season. Can you believe it, Andrew? This is season eight of the WCHL podcast. Here we are, back in the saddle again, right? Uh, yeah, back in the saddle again. Oh boy, hey, man, look at you. You are on friggin' fire. Here, hold on. Let's, you know, John Sebastian's nice. Well, let's play the Smith. That's right. Yeah. The Bad Boys of Boston. Uh, Come on. Man, this is taking forever. Come on, Steve. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> Let's go, Brad. Get to it. There we go. Yeah, they're back in the saddle. All right, Andrew. Back in, back again we are. I'm telling you, yeah, whether you like it or not, there are people yeah. there are people now that are going like, oh no. There people are a collective groaning right now. Because <laughs> when, when people wake up in the morning, they're gonna have a new podcast sitting there on Spotify. Oh, they're tonight. gonna be like, What in the ever loving heck is going on here? They're gonna be like, Oh God, those two idiots are back at it again. That's right, Beavis and Butthead. Hey, I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. That, on the other end of the line, is my very best friend in all the world, the former lead ice technician extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the former GM for OU Hockey, but now the current quinceanera scheduler at the Oklahoma City Parks and Recreation Department. It is Andrew Majorkirth, and who is that barking in the background, Andrew? Hey, Andrew. That would be my uh, three-legged dog that you can hear. My three le- I was hopeful it wasn't your little seven-year-old daughter or whatever, but... Uh. It, it, it is not. It is not. <laughs> it is... Uh, it is bedtime at Andrew's house, and uh, yeah, the dog is letting my wife know that she is owed a treat right now. So owed a treat. That's right. <laughs> that your the dog is going to give your wife a treat, or the the dog wants your wife to give her a treat. Yep, yep. My wife has to go to the cabinet and get a treat down oh, every geez. night. Yep. <laughs> Andrew, what in the world have it's been a while since we talked? Last time we talked, nationals was done and dusted. We were getting ready to go down to Florida for the uh, big Wang Doodle uh, ACHA meetings. What have you been doing with yourself over the summer? Oh, man. You know what? It has been a long, hot, hot, hot summer here in these parts of the country. Yeah? Yeah. Lots of lots of work, not a lot of fun, I don't think. Isn't that the truth? Not a lot of baking. That's what we've been doing, baking. Well, we have been baking for sure, that's right. Jeez. Andrew, anyways, hey, we're, we're happy to be back. I'm happy to have you back. This is season eight of the WCHL podcast. Almost as old as the league itself, as the conference. I think this is what, season five for you and I? Season five, season five or season six? I'll say yeah. I'll take it. Season five for sure. Let's do that. Yeah, season for sure. Five. Yeah, maybe, maybe six. Yep. And we uh, games. Andrew, games have already gotten underway. Can you believe it? 
the season is upon us. It gets started in earnest uh, this upcoming weekend, and that's why this uh, crazy, craptastic podcast is back. Uh, but before we got started, we had some uh, we had preseason rankings within the conference uh, from the coaches. What did you, uh, for those that don't know, they were published on Twitter, on the Western CHL Twitter account. UNLV came in number one in the coaches poll, uh, followed by Central Oklahoma, then Arizona, Utah, Arizona State was fifth. Then the bottom half of the conference, the coaches said, was going to be Grand Canyon, Missouri State, Colorado State, Colorado, and Oklahoma in 10th place. UNLV got four number one votes, Central Oklahoma got four number one votes, Arizona got a vote, and Colorado got a, a number one vote. Yeah, I wonder where that came from. Uh, I'll give you t- three guesses. Two of them don't count. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. anyways, Andrew, what do you think of that? They, uh, you know what? Not a whole lot of surprises there as I look down the uh, the rankings there. I mean, the last two years, it's come down to Central Oklahoma versus UNLV. Yeah. I, you know, it kind of kind of surprised me that they got Arizona up there at number three. Yeah. They, uh, that kind of surprised me, but. But yeah, other than that, just I kind of where they see where the teams fell is kind of probably where I'd stick in myself, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I mean, I think clearly um, from the uh, from the outset, yeah. The the UNLV, Central Oklahoma, Arizona, they were the three teams from the conference that went to nationals last year, and um, you know Utah, Arizona State, and Grand Canyon just missed out, and then. Um, you know, I think that uh, so I, I think it's fair. UNLV in Central Oklahoma. The big key is going to be. I think there's a series. I forget when it's going to happen. Might be sometime in November. But Central Oklahoma goes to UNLV this season, and that I think might decide the Western yeah, Collegiate Hockey League. And that's kind of how it's come down the past couple of years, right? Where it sure has. The uh, and the you know the only the other thing I'd say is there's quite a bit of drop off between Missouri State. You know, they got 45 points in the vote here. And then Colorado's right behind them with 32 points. and uh, Or Colorado State, sorry about that. Yeah. They, uh, and I, I don't sleep on Colorado State. No, I wouldn't. They're they're a tough little team. They always play hard. So yeah. uh, we'll see. But you can clearly see the coaches kind of see the conference the way most folks see the conference. It's heavy on the west side. It's kind of light on the, on the east side. So... We've got UNLV, Arizona, Utah, ASU, and Grand Canyon. Five of the uh, teams are all in the top six of the preseason ranking for the coaches. And then the other, uh, uh, you know, Central Oklahoma is number two, but then the other four teams are seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Uh, so the coaches clearly see the Western division of the WCHL as the, um, as the stronger of the two. And, you know, hey. I mean, who's to argue with that? That's, uh, you know, the, it remains to be seen how it's going to turn out, but that's kind of how it looks on uh, paper in terms of results. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I was glad to see the preseason ranking and glad to, uh, glad to get it done. Yes. Because that, that means, means the season is here. Yeah, the season is upon us when that comes out, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, Andrew, let's uh, kick things off here. We have a write-in question for the very first podcast from loyal oh, listener God. Lee Tyner. Oh, boy. And Andrew, I'll, I'll tell you just as an aside, Lee would probably really enjoy it if you would um, increase the volume on your uh, on your headset or whatever it is. He, he's constantly saying that when he has to listen to me, because I'm a dope... <laughs> <laughs> I'm at two, but when he has to listen to you, he always has to turn the volume up because it's, ah. yeah, so get a little louder there, would you? 
I don't know what to tell him. Yeah. Just speak loud. Yell like yell like I'm doing. I'm probably annoying <laughs> the neighbors. That's right. But Lee, that's- loyal listener Lee Tyner says that's like LLLT loyal listener Lee Tyner says I've got a write-in request for the first podcast what rule changes does the ACHA have for the new season what rule changes huh yeah well they did not allow outlaw podcasts so that Uh, was a good that was a good non-rule change they thought about it fortunate right pay for some for loyal listener Lee Tyner and the others out there the other 11 listeners that we have then yes that's unfortunate (laughs) but uh yeah, they 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 they're still allowing podcasts, much to people's chagrins. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Any any league rules or any uh, rule changes that jump out at you that uh, that you can think of off the top of your head? I mean, icing still staying oh. the same, offside still the same. What was the there was? And I'm trying to think here. What was the big stink going to uh, down to Florida? Um, Oh, what was the? Oh, oh, I know was, what you're talking about. The the balance schedule. Yes, the balance schedule. Yeah, the, what the, they do well, there. Well, here, let's okay, let's talk about that. Um, two things came out of the uh, ACHA meetings in in Florida. Well, a couple of things. Um, and um, number one, uh, nationals has expanded. So now for men's division one, the field of nationals is no longer twenty. It, it was twenty for thirteen years. It's now going to be twenty four. So the top 24, in theory, make it to nationals. We have 72 teams in ACHA Men's Division One. 24 will make it to nationals. I like that. Uh, well, I can tell you the commissioner, not this one, but a commissioner, um, was not a fan of that. Um, but, you know, hey, if we, he had his druthers, he'd go back to a field of eight. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be small, right? Yeah, it'd be, be, and it would be three days long and, you know probably held in detroit and he can go home quickly um but uh the the idea was uh that was uh it it was proposed by by our conference the western collegiate hockey league let's go to 24 teams uh that way if there are bumps it's bumping 24 23 22 and 21 and not teams that have fought all season long to get into the top 20 well i think i think we've kind of beat that up a little bit the past couple years haven't we yeah yeah there's teams there at the tail end of the top 20 that deserve to go to the tournament and they get bumped out because number 36 Buffalo or whatever it was mm-hmm. comes rolling through and knocks them out. Right. So it's exactly right. It's exactly right. So um, now it's uh, so 24 teams and uh, the four it's that format starts this season at nationals in St. Louis. And um, at the, we're going back to the Centene community ice center. What great, that great what, place, an awesome place, an awesome place. What the uh, what it means though is that the four, on the very first day, instead of having four games, we're going to have eight games, and four games oh. will be at the Centene Center, and four games will be held at the Maryville University Hockey Center. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, so we'll see we'll see how it happens. I've yet to see how the actual uh, format's going to go. So that was the number one, or that's probably the biggest rule change. The biggest brouhaha was the balanced schedule proposal. Uh, we have a rule in the ACHA Men's Division One that says you cannot be out of balance in terms of home games and road games by more than three. Uh, you can't be. You can't have three more 
I'm saying this wrong. I'm going to say this inarticulately. And as an attorney, I should probably be better spoken. <laughs> um, the number of home games versus the number of a team's road games, it can't be skewed in favor of the home games by more than three. So if you, uh, and if you have more than three uh, home games, more than you have road games, then you are supposed to get penalized for each game over three. So let's say you've got 28 games. Uh, well, you know, let's, let's, let's use a, an odd number, 29. If you've got 16 uh, home games and 13 road games, you're good because you're within that plus three variance on home games. And no one right. cares if you're playing the other. If you've got 13 home games and 16 road games, who cares? Yeah, that's your fault. The whole idea of this is to make people get out and go on the road and uh, go play on the road and not sit back and get, you know, 40 home games. So this is, so we should just call this the Ohio rule is what you're saying. Um, yes, it was the Ohio rule, the uh, Liberty rule, the Adrian rule. And it was proposed by a uh, conference in the Northeast Collegiate area of ACHA <laughs> Men's Division One, without naming names. Yeah, without naming names, but... But the, so, so we have that rule in place. The deal is when that rule was enacted four or five years ago, the person that put it on, on the books did not associate a penalty with it. He said, we asked him, uh, we said, okay, cool. What's your uh, suggested penalty? Well, I don't know. You guys figure it out. Well, huh. we figured it out. And the penalty that we applied to it was 0.00000001. So there's basically, in effect, no penalty because, I mean, come on, who the heck is Pittsburgh to tell Minot State how many home games or road games they should have? I mean, if you can get 40 home games, power to you. And if you don't want to, if you're, if you're upset that somebody has 40 road games, well, don't go and play them on the road. You know, yeah. don't go to them, make them come to you. And if they don't come to you, then so be it. Go somewhere else. Get someone who will trade with you as opposed to just trying to force someone else's hands. Basically, worry about yourself, not other teams. Right. So, anyways, this came up again this year. Um, they voted to keep that rule in place. We voted on, and, we, and when I say we, uh, there were 30-plus ACHA men's coaches in the room. And um, along with me, the commissioner of the men's division one, Brian Moran, the vice president, Gordy Scheffler. Um, and, you know, various other folks, general managers and stuff like that. And it, it was it was vigorous. I'm not going to say vigorous debate, but it was talked about for quite a while. And we said, OK, look, you're got, you guys want to keep the rule. They did not want to appeal, repeal it. No. Right. Yeah. Well, then let's put a uh, let's put a penalty on it. Let's put a penalty of one ranking point for every game over three. And we put that to a vote, and that was defeated. Oh, really? Yes. And then we said, okay, what about if we put zero as the penalty? So you get zero ranking points taken off for every game you're over three. And that passed. Hmm. And the rationale was they did not want to repeal it because they want it on the books in case they need to. They want to use it as a hammer later on if they need to use it, right? Yeah. But... But it's toothless because it has no effect whatsoever. Yeah, if you if you want it, put some teeth to it. You know, hold hold people accountable. Last last year, there was a couple of teams. I think eight out of the seventy two teams were into that threshold of plus three home games, 
or through plus i guess we should re- really say four or more ohio was the most they had <laughs> uh you know they had 12 or now a lot of that wasn't due to i mean it wasn't their fault right lindenwood went away iowa state was suspended so boom they lose seven home games or i mean four home games right there um and they lost four road games also um so i mean they had to make it up somehow some way so but but yeah liberty plays a lot of home games ohio plays a lot of home games adrian plays a lot of home games who i mean they're great environments people want to go there to play because they're great environments to go and play and they're great teams yeah so uh anyways the the rationale um was we want to keep the rule on the books just in case we want to drop the hammer and um uh, but for right now, we're going to keep the penalty at a zero. So the balanced schedule rule is still in place, but the penalty for having an out-of-balance schedule is zero. Yeah, exactly. Aye, aye, aye. Cue, cue the wet <laughs> fart sound. Yeah, aye, aye, aye. So anyways, uh, went around and around and around on that. So um, anyways, that was that was fun. And in fact, it, at one point, the, the fellow who initially brought it up um, – said you know now now that i see what this is what this has done and the uh, you know the 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 heartburn that this has caused i wish i wouldn't have proposed this you know four or five years ago <laughs> yeah you're like yeah hey you and me both buddy yeah but uh anyways but it, it i mean i think it needs to be out there i mean even though those places do have great environments you know you got to spread the wealth you know well th- that's true so how do you do it you don't go there i mean let's yeah. the the team we're going to talk about next uh, figured it out iowa state iowa state is back this season but in uh they, they were suspended last year yeah they were um by their university they've found their way back in the good graces of the university they're playing back at men's division one this season they're playing i think they're playing central oklahoma along with the uh, i know they're playing utah as well so they've got some wchl teams on their schedule um but iowa state is one that used to have nothing but home games they would travel only for their conference games yeah, would, it was, yeah it was miserable right yeah i mean we would i remember when we were helping out oklahoma we literally had to do like a two or a three for one we would do two or three trips to ames just to get them to come to oklahoma just, once yeah yeah it's it's ridiculous right yeah and then when central oklahoma appeared on the on the uh, on the uh, scene that's when Iowa State had said, hey, wait a second, you have, you've come to us three years in a row, we're going to come to you, but we're only going to play you for one game, and then we're going to play Central Oklahoma for one game. Yeah. And you're and like, wait like, a second, I'm, I played yeah. six there, and you're only going to give me one here? What? Yeah, that's, yeah see, that's, that's, the, that's the thing I didn't like about almost like the no-holds-bar scheduling, right? There, there was really nobody to hold people accountable for their actions when it came to scheduling. Yeah. And it's just, you know, me and you and – and whoever we're trying to schedule with and what agreement we could come up with. And, you know, if it's one-sided in their favor, there's nothing you could do about it, right? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, you just got to like it or lump it. If you want to play us, you got to come to us, that sort of thing. And so we did, and we beat them there. And that's why we always joke around that it's always a great place to win. Ames is, is because uh, that's kind of a little bit of the backstory there. Ames Ames might be the greatest place to go win hockey games. <laughs> so hey, Iowa State is back this season. They're, they've resurrected their program. They're back playing men's division one. I know they want to be spoilers. I know not much of ex- is expected of them this season. Um, uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see if they can get back to uh, being the heavy hitter that they were before they were suspended. But it's great to have the Cyclones back in the ACHA. And uh, we there there was a couple of us that worked a little. 
Uh, well, we made a few phone calls and talked to a few people to help make this happen. So uh, we're we're very happy to uh, to welcome the Cyclones back to men's division. Yeah, board. yeah, yeah. The the ACHA needed the Iowa State back, didn't they? Yeah, you know, we kind of <laughs> had to uh, kind of had to deal with uh, when, when you name the the championship cup after the guy that started that program, Al Murdoch. Then uh, yeah, we kind of needed Iowa State back in the good graces. Uh-huh. Hang, hang on a second. Let me, let me get my rubber boots on real quick. Oh, geez. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You know, we're going to have the doctor of hockey himself on the podcast soon. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 that's one you're going to miss, huh? Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling ill. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Ames flu. That's right. <laughs> hey, the other big thing uh, news in terms of uh, it's not a rule change, but we do have in addition to Iowa State coming back, the University of Mary, the two-time ACHA Men's Division Two champion, is finally moving up from Men's Division Two to Division One. That that starts this season. They have joined the uh, MCH uh, Midwest College Hockey, which is the other conference that I have. They do not have a podcast, by the way. They um, do not. No. So uh, you, Mary, is now in the in the fold. So that'll be great. There are three really good teams now up in North Dakota. Minot State, yeah. the defending national champion, University of Jamestown, and now the University of Mary. They're the Marauders. I'm, I'm expecting a lot out of you, Mary, there. Yeah. I, hey, I tell you what. I like, Andrew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to rank this. Rank the North Dakota mascots. Marauders, Beavers, Jimmies. I'd say Beavers over the Jimmies, and then the Marauders bringing up the tail. Really? Wow. Uh, okay. Know. I know Marauders kind of sounds fierce and, you know, piratey, and we're going to come in. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Steal and, you know, pillage and all that kind of stuff. And then you got Beavers, and then you got Jimmy. You know, I told you what I think Jimmy's are on, are on my ice cream at night. The, uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, you, Sounds like piratey and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but you're in the middle of North Dakota. So. <laughs> you are in Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> not a whole lot of pirate yeah. scenes up there, huh? Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're, you're. Geography uh, there kind of kills the uh, namesake, right? It's Pirates of the Caribbean, not Pirates of the of the Mandan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, St. Louis is going to host Nationals again this year. We said that for 2024. I will a little inside baseball. We had an announcement ready to fire off to announce 2025. And then oh. it got pulled back because we might be going back to that same place in subsequent years. But let's just say we might, you might, if you're, if you're a, a hockey fan, you might want to familiarize yourself with the St. Louis area for hang the on, next few on. years. Hang on, hang on a second here. Let, let, let me get this straight. Not only for this upcoming national season, but years moving forward, you guys had it together and we're going to announce like right now when like these two, three years ahead of time we're going to be? Uh, yep. Oh. I know. Be, be still all of our hearts. When you think <laughs> of NCAA softball championships, what do you think of? Oklahoma City. When you think Four. of NCAA baseball championships, what do you think of? Omaha. When you think of ACHA Hockey National Championships, what do we want you to think of? Wow. Everybody yeah. thinks going back east. Boston. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we're going back. I don't think we're going to Boston for a long time. They, uh, Not unless it, they throw us a boatload of money. Boston was great. Uh, it was good for this fat kid to get back home and to have some great food and to, you know, go back there and not see my family. Um, <laughs> but 
it was just an absolute and, and it was great nationals was great from a uh from a, a a viewer's perspective but in terms of the um potential safe sport violations and uh, all, <laughs> all the other things that occurred yeah nationals was not great so the uh it, it needs a central home and it needs to be a uh in my opinion it needs to be like what you're saying one spot year after year after year well we'll see we'll see what happens um i'm not saying it's going to i personally would not mind it being in the uh, uh city of arch um i don't know what you call it the lou what i don't what's the nickname for st louis andrew i have no clue uh, yeah i don't even know whatever the river yeah. the riverboat city yeah, whatever it is. Whatever you want to call it. The Cardinal City. Uh, I don't know. But I wouldn't mind it being there. I got a feeling that where this is going to end up is going to be, we'll go there for two or three years, then we'll go somewhere else, then we'll go back there for two or three years, then we'll go somewhere else. That way, it gets all the belly aches out of the way, because we can say, hey, we went somewhere else, but then when we're there belly aching, they can say, oh, but it was so good in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, the and I know a lot of people didn't care for it because of the location of it, but Dallas was a great Nationals destination. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, hey, it was, especially for this guy. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it was, um, uh, for the, the teams, it, it caught, how about this, Andrew? I, I think it's fair to say that for the amount of flack that people gave the ACHA for going to Dallas. Yeah. It was equaled or surpassed for going to Boston. Oh, I, I can imagine. I think there was a. I I heard from uh, I heard from some people that you know the hotel rates in Boston were just exorbitant. Um, that the lack of uh, transportation, bus transportation, um, you know, having seventy two teams in one place sounds great. Then until you got to move them all around, right? Uh huh. And then, um, you know, so there were teams, in fact, there was one team, he'll know who, who, who he is. Cause I'm going to say this, <laughs> um, you know, they, teams, if they couldn't get a, a big motor coach, they rented cargo vans, some <laughs> rented minivans and showed up at the, at the, uh, at the nationals cartel style, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was great cartel style, uh, but, uh, and, and like I said, he'll know who he is when, when he, if, if and when he ever hears this. Hopefully, it'll bring a, a smile to his face. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it was a mess. It was a mess. And yeah. um, so, anyways, twenty twenty four St. Louis. You might want to you know get comfortable in that town for nationals for the next couple of years. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Yeah, and so and then to to finish off, uh, Doctor Tyner's. Um, I was going to call it. Um, Ladies love Lee Tyner, but it was uh, loyal listener Lee Tyner. That's we. That's another guy that we know. La- ladies love Lewis Libin. Ladies love Lewis Libin. Um, we do have a different website, and the ACHA website is there, but they've changed things around for the stats viewing. Now, instead of uh, being able to sort things just by men's one or men's uh, by whatever division it is you're interested in. They've now broken it down in terms of not only divisions, but even conferences within their divisions. And I loved it. Did you? I loved it. You know, I mean, it makes it, I I wish, the one thing I wish they would do, Andrew, you, you can no longer just pull up the men's one scoreboard and scroll down it and see all of the games now. For right. men's division one on any particular night, you have to go to, if you only care about the Western collegiate league, you, it's great. 
you just go to the WCHL tab and it pulls up those games. But if you want to find out how Stony Brook at Delaware did, you've got to know what div- what conference those two guys play in. And look it up, yeah. And look it up. Um, so I wish there was a tab or a or a marker. In fact, I've asked them if I could do this. I haven't heard back. Uh, that just says all men's one. All you know. Yeah. Cause- the, the other thing that's on there is if you don't make a choice, it gives you the games from all the men's divisions, men's two and three, and men's one. Right. And, I see. Yeah. Because I'm I'm on it now. Yeah. I see what you're saying now. Where it's all divisions when you pull it up, and then. You have to go down and select your league tab, right? Yeah, you you got to know the conference. And so yeah. you, if Minot is playing Jamestown, you have to know that Minot is an independent and Jamestown plays in the MCH. If you're looking for Adrian versus Indiana Tech, you've got to know either Indiana Indiana Tech plays in the WHAC, the WAC, or that Adrian plays in the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. So it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I wish it would be a little bit more user-friendly, but I get it. They want, they want folks to be able to look at, you know, to easily assimilate conference standings. Right. So I get it. Anyways, that's yeah. all, that's all I have for new things. So Dr. No, Tyner, boy. boy, that's one question, you know, killed a lot of time here on the craptastic WCHL podcast. Yeah, I like it. I like Keep it. the questions coming. We love it. Send it to us via DM on X or Twitter or whatever the heck it's called these days. What do you yeah, think of that whatever. X or Twitter? I think it's, you know, I like the platform The uh, for the most part. It, I find it entertaining, but yeah. yeah. X like it just dumb in my opinion sounds stupid I, I'll tell you this I haven't updated my thing so I still have the the bluebird on my phone I haven't updated it since whenever he changed yeah. it over to X so and then I and then I crack up when you listen to people like on the radio or the TV or whatever and they're talking like and and yesterday he X'd this quote out and I'm oh. like yeah. I'm like hey he, he what like yeah like what'd you just say like you know <laughs> Like, oh, like, got to shake your head there for a second, you know. I mean, for someone for someone who is supposedly so smart, he has absolutely killed that thing. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, Andrew, we have a safe space in case, and, and now I guess he's thinking about charging uh, people to to use Twitter. And oh if, boy! And if that happens, I can tell you, I'm out. Uh, but yeah, we have we have a safe landing space on Threads. We have a safe landing space on Blue Sky. We have a couple of other safe landing spaces on uh, Mastodon and one other thing. Uh, I, I forget what it was, but well, anyways, um, uh, we'll we'll keep using Twitter for the time being, just because it's 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 easy and it's intuitive and yeah. it's uh it's user friendly it's like it's like a live wire i mean you you know it's right there if you want it if you want information hot off the uh press boom it's right there if you want yeah if you want it uh curated for you you can go hit that for you tab um but uh you also have to wade through an awful lot of crappy ads and oh and just crappy posts in general right cri- crypto crap and political crap and Timu buy this big oversized blanket that looks like a teddy uh, bear and yeah yeah uh, when i go to twitter or x whatever it is there's two things i'm looking for yeah sports news and weather news there you go information and and yeah there's and it's probably my fault i should probably clean it out but yeah there's so much crap that comes through yeah and yeah. it's like oh my god like seriously Hey, speaking of crap to come through, Andrew, um, the ACHA put out its preseason men's division one ranking, uh, last week and, um, surprise, surprise, the preseason <laughs> ranking was almost exactly like the very last ranking of last regular season. Yeah. Shocker, right? Shocker. The only difference was the new team 
to men's division one university of mary found their way in the top 25 and if i and if i read this right only 28 people voted <laughs> 28 out of 72 I mean, am I looking at this correctly, or am I missing no, something no, here? You're, you're you're dead on. Uh, Minot State is the preseason number one team, followed by the uh, runner-up last year, Adrian. <laughs> Ohio and Liberty, they were the semifinalists. They're yeah. number three and four. Then uh, UNLV, out of the Western Collegiate League, uh, is ranked number five in the preseason, followed by UCO at number six. Jamestown from the MCH is number seven. Uh, Indiana Tech, Maryville, Niagara, that's eight, nine, and ten. And then uh, then WCHL teams, we Arizona's number uh, 11. 11, uh, yeah. Utah, 18. ASU, number 21. Missouri State, number 22. And Grand Canyon, number 24. University of Mary is um, uh, enters, even though they haven't played a Division I game yet, they're preseason ranked number 23. I, I think I find that pretty interesting, right? Well, I think people think they're going to be a lot better than, you know, we've had yeah. some men's division two teams move up in recent years and then they've come here and just laid an egg. NYU, yeah. William Patterson. I think everyone's expecting good things out of the University of Mary. I was going to say, it looks like that tells me that there's some respect they're given, right? Yep. Yep. So seven, uh, seven WCHL teams are in the top 25 preseason. Colorado State also received a couple of votes. So they're one of the three teams uh, that are in the other receiving votes category. All of this information was released on Twitter and also on the ACHA website. Um, Twitter uh, at ACHA Men's D1. And I'll tell you, the next ranking, Andrew, is going to come out Wednesday, November, uh, October 11th. That, too, will be a coach's ranking. And um, it'll be highly biased. It'll be a popularity yeah. contest. It'll be it's based like on, you know, crappy, crappy scores and people overreacting. Yeah, yeah. It, take it for what it is, right? Take, yeah, just know that it's, like you said, 28 people voted in this one. Um, I'm sure even less will vote in the next one. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait for the computer to start going. The computer ranking will kick in the first Wednesday in November. And, and you really can't, even when that computer ranking kicks in, there's so much shuffling in there. Yeah. that You don't really get a true picture of it, I don't think, until, what, January time frame? Well, yeah, usually around Thanksgiving, it kind of settles down. Yeah, it takes it a while, right? It takes it a while, but hey, I, I love, I love that, I love that chaos. No, the I first love, week the computer. <laughs> yeah, the first week of the computer when when all the coaches' bias gets blown out of the water. Yeah. So, all right, Andrew. Hey, it's that time. Let's do a. Uh, you know what? Here, I got to hit. I, it's been so long. I haven't even done these things. I don't even know how I, to. And I, what buttons to hit? And I didn't even ask you, did you hit record before we got started? Oh, crap. Yes, it's red. <laughs> Whew, thank oh, you. Good. <laughs> All right. Here, hold on. Let's, uh, I'm going to hit some buttons, see what happens. <laughs> see, that's not how it's supposed to work, Andrew. What the hell? Come yeah. on. I mean, we, I'm, we I'm hitting. We should have done a, we should have done a run through last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, why am I? Oh, I got to hit this button. <laughs> what a dumbass. Oh, I hit the uh, wrong button. Hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Like, none of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger. These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chalk. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. Spitter. 
what is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm -hmm. for hook like this, mm -hmm. and uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get free. All right, Andrew, I figured it out. You know what the deal is. Now that we got that struggle bus pointed in the right direction. <laughs> I'm hitting the buttons on the screen in front of me when I should be hitting the buttons that are actually buttons. <laughs> uh, so I'm hitting the buttons on the screen. And I'm like, why doesn't it play the Caddyshack? You know, and instead what I'm doing is, you know, instead of hitting that button, you know, then I, I hit something that goes to uh, what, clear, record, pause. Do you want to do this? I'm like, oh, what the ever-loving heck. I, <laughs> this proof positive of what a suboptimal podcast really we, is. Holy. We, I, we should have done a preseason run-through last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is our preseason run-through, Andrew. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, well, my gosh. Well, welcome to the big times, folks. Well, that's right. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the ACHA. All right, Andrew. Hey, we had uh, some people play some games last weekend. Uh, we did. We did. Alabama came to UCO and they promptly got their face kicked e in. Yikes! Eleven to one and thirteen to one. Yeah, I, I, you know, point night, but point weekend, right? I'm telling you what, twenty four to two, and it could have could have easily been you know thirty six to nothing. Yeah, it, it's it's on the impressive. Weekend. The the thing I find even more impressive than that is yeah. the uh, is the shot totals. Yeah, yeah, sixty five twenty one, and then fifty four seventeen on Saturday. I, I think they're being favor. I think they're being generous to Alabama on those shots. Oh, you know, and it's you know you call it point night, um, both nights for UCO. But if you look at the score sheets, you know, Mikhailov and uh, he got his goals and assists like what he normally does on Friday night. Yeah. And then uh, new kid, 16, Cash Regan, he, he got a couple goals and assists on Friday night. But if you really look at the score sheet, there's a lot of scoring from a lot of different people, right? I think it means UCO is going to be scary good. Yeah, you know, it, it looks like there's a lot of depth there at UCO and, and just looking at the score sheet and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, when, I, when I tuned in, I saw... Um, a couple, number one, it was good to hear our old friend Curtis Johnson back on the call. Yeah. Now he had a guy with him, a uh, former player, Brad Bowes, who, uh, he was in preseason form too, but he'll, I'm sure he'll get better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Curtis was on the money and he was, uh, he, he was already in rare NHL form. Just, uh, he, he was, he was rip roaring ready to go. It was great listening to him. But what I saw was number 12 and 13 Sykes and, oh, help me out with 13. Um, uh, let us see. Here. Let me get the uh, thing Austin up Simpson. Here. Simpson, yeah, yeah. I mean, those kids. Uh, I mean, they're they're like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, one's feeding the other for beautiful tip in shots. The and then and then you know next shift it's the uh, you know twelve feeds it to thirteen. Next shift it's thirteen feeding it to twelve. And yeah. uh, th those guys are already in uh, good form. So. And they and they've been there for a while too, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing that stood out. So with Sykes, we already know Mikhailov's the sniper. He's got the Ovechkin, you yeah, know, stand in the circle and just wait to rip it. Yeah, he's he's going to get his points. You know, Sykes and Simpson are just uh, they're you know they're they're freaking frack peanut butter and jelly. They're you know yeah. 
they're they're white ninja and and uh big and sugar big sugar that's you know <laughs> yeah they're 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 a good little duo but yeah he's getting uh coach rivera is getting some scoring from uh, a lot of new freshmen yes yes you know and, and a lot of times especially at the acha level you see these lopsided scores and you look at the score sheet and it's and it's one or two guys that have done most of the work right yeah and that's what impressed me about looking at these score sheets from this past weekend was yeah mikhailov he was in there like he normally is right but then you really look at it it's one goal here two goals there another goal here and it's you you look at the score sheet and everybody's contributed and and that's what really stuck out to me here the um uh, the the only other thing that I'll I'll have to I, I thought that UCO hopefully they've invested in some bungee cords so they can hook them to the back of uh, Doug Wakeland's pants and yeah. uh, keep him in net. The Alabama scored their only goal on Friday night because he ventured out of the net and you know the the puck you know how it goes he he ventures out to his right to stop the puck along the boards. Uh, someone comes and jams the puck around the boards off to his left, and he can't get back in in net in time to stop a, a shot basically into an empty net. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me the uh, the superb ice conditions and the uh, conditions of the equipment at the arena <laughs> caused the uh, puck to to jettison out off the boards into the net or something. No, no, I'm I'm I'll leave all of those sly digs to you since you know it's. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a hockey guy, Andrew, so I don't know oh. I don't notice those things. Well, I I've never been accused of being a hockey guy either. So I mean <laughs> Hey, let's just say I don't I don't think Alabama was uh I know they're in a transition year. Uh they lost a lot of guys, uh mainstays, a lot of seniors last year, but man, getting their face kicked in twenty four to two over the weekend. That's yeah, you gotta that's a long drive back to Alabama. You gotta you gotta have some discipline if you're Alabama, right? I mean they gave up. What twenty two power plays? Yeah, yeah. You know UCO forty five percent. You would have on the on the weekend. So I mean, hey, you, that's shooting yourself in the foot right there. Yeah, you would think with UCO too that you know with their reputation that they would have uh, it would power plays would have been reversed. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. Hey, the other game, Illinois State uh, went down to the Jordan Valley Ice Park and kicked open the Tom Winkler era at Missouri State. That's two things that we forgot to talk about, Andrew. We do have two new coaches in the conference. One of them yes, is at Missouri do. State. Yes, we do. Tom Winkler, yeah, formerly of uh, Lindenwood University, an assistant with their NCAA team, is now the head man at Missouri State. He hosts Illinois State, a Nationals uh, team last year. Played two very entertaining games at Nationals. Uh, Illinois State comes in and wins on Friday night, 4-2. to two. Missouri State gets a little bit measure of revenge the next night. Everybody gets Andy's custard because it was a 6-2 to two Missouri State Ice Bears win. Yeah, how about Friday night? You know, the thing that, thing that sticks out with me is um, Illinois State comes down, and we saw them at the Great Perry Shootout. You know, very, very disciplined team. Yep. Hardworking. Not a lot of flash there, right? There's They just show up and work for 60 minutes, and... Uh, you know, Friday night, you know, not a barn burner of a game at all, but they come in, work, solid goaltending, right? That's something that they carried from last year and uh, got the win. Got the dub. And then uh, Missouri State figured it out and uh, got Coach Winkler his first win as a, as the head coach for the Ice Bears on Saturday night. 
And uh, like our good friend, loyal listener number 14, um, always says, there are two games played every night at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. One on the ice, one <laughs> yes. off the ice. Yeah. They always, they, they want to win on the ice, but they have to win off the ice. And from yeah. what I saw, they won both nights okay. off the ice. I was going to say, they they usually win the off-ice battle most, yeah. most nights, don't they? they? They do. They do a great job up there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Sat- Saturday night, and you can probably speak to this a little bit more. Saturday night, lots of majors taken in the uh in this game yeah yeah it's i think it's two competitive teams and you know illinois state is a is a very good team i'm again nationals bound chris uh chris pruitt is their coach and he's got they play in the mch the my other conference uh they they're the number two team or they were the number two team in that conference they've got some players on that on that illinois state redbirds team they also have some guys that can fly off the handle at any moment. And one of their best players, number 18, a guy named Tony Campisi, is like the most unstable of the unstables. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm not at all surprised that, um, you know, that, that we would have a, a meltdown. So yeah. he's, a, he's a heck of a player. And, I mean, he showed it at through all, all throughout the MCH season last year. He showed it at Nationals. He's a, he's a great player. But, uh, you know, he does tend to, you know, uh, I don't know, what, what do you call it when you get a little white blinded in, in your yeah. eyes and you just kind of... Loses track of time a little bit? Loses track of time, yes. Yes, there, <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, the Ice Bears split, and then uh, Oklahoma went on the road to another uh, MCH team. They opened their season in Albert Lee, Minnesota, playing Albert- the Waldorf Warriors. Albert Lee, the big city. Albert Lee, he was a heck of a guitarist, I tell you, Albert Lee was. I I, I know somebody that lives in Albert Lee. Do you really? I do. Is his name Albert? Nope. Lee? (laughs) It is not. Oh, okay. It is not. Well, Waldorf, uh, their their campus is in Forest City, Iowa, just over the border in Iowa, but they have to play their games in Albert Lee. Oklahoma went up there to open the season and came away with two dubs, a four to three win on Friday night and a five to nothing uh, shutout victory on Saturday afternoon. Yes. How about that? So yeah, good way to kick off the season for the Sooners there, right? Great way. Great for, uh, for head coach Peter Arvanitas to get two dubs uh, on the road. Got a little team bonding, I'm sure on the bus. He, uh, you know, couple, what, three uh, power play goals on Friday night. So good to see that kicking off for him. And then, uh, yeah, you know, they really, Friday night, they really kind of jumped out on them. You know, the scoring took a little while to get going, but they were up, what, 3 nothing, um before uh, Waldorf scored. And then they scored, what, two goals in like less than 30 seconds apart from each other uh-huh. during the second period, I believe. So, yeah, good to see those guys going. And then, uh, yeah, five, what'd you say, 5 nothing on Saturday. So, yeah, good to see uh, the goaltender, uh, was it Brendan Culbertson Bond? He's yep. a... He's a good kid, so good to see him to get a shutout in his first start of the season. So that's right. OU's still rocking the uh, Gage Redman Brendan Culbertson Bond duo in net, and um, it was kind of wild. OU's got some uh, scoring from uh, some old reliables, Nate Payne and uh, Tristan Glass, but then they've got some uh, some new faces that also put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, Tristan's little brother Carson, Carson, yeah, and then uh, a kid named uh, Ben Mondu. So it uh, looks like they've, you know, the Sooners could be, you know, who knows, maybe they'll take some umbrage with people saying they're going to be last in the conference and uh, maybe they're going to get out and surprise some folks. It'll be interesting. 
we'll see if they if they if they listen to Coach Arvinitas, they'll be all right. Well, that, that's that's the truth, and they've got to get consistent goaltending too. Yes, and so uh, and hopefully both those uh, Redmond and Culbertson Bond can stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy, and you know, it, obviously, I know these guys a little bit better than some of the other guys around the league. And uh, yeah, these two goalies, Redmond and, and Culbertson Bond, they could they could be top of the league if they wanted to. They just got to find some consistency and. Uh, and get some defense in front of them, right? Yep. Some consistency in, on defense as, as well, right? So, yeah. So OU, uh, OU starts on the road, gets two dubs. Hey, the last team that played from the WCHL last week was Colorado State. They hosted Division Two Metro State, and this was actually the second time this season that uh, the Rams and Metro State—they're the road runners, by the way, Andrew. Metro State Road Runners. When you think of Denver, Metropolitan Denver. What's the first animal you think of? Not a roadrunner. Not a roadrunner. Not a roadrunner. No, um, yes. Oh, what's uh, that thing that I saw up on uh, top of Pike's Peak? Um, a, a marmot? No. A, it'll, um, a ram? No, it has a funny name. Um, a, oh. a ferret? <laughs> no. Um, a mink? It'll, it'll, it'll come to me. It starts oh. with a... Oh, what was it? Um, a caribou? Not a caribou. It, it's a small animal. Um, a bear. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that'll come to me. I'll blurt it out here in a minute. All right. Well, hey, Metro State goes to CSU. Now they played uh, on September eighth. It was an unscheduled thing, but Metro State filled in. Um, Colorado State was supposed to play an exhibition against their Division two team. For whatever reason, the Division two team at Colorado State pulled the shoot. And so uh, CSU uh, called, put the put the bat signal, the Ram signal out, if you will, I guess, to Metro, and Metro said, "Come on!" And they actually won the game on September eighth, beating yeah. uh, CSU six to five in overtime. It was a wild game. CSU was stomping on them. It was like four to one late in the third period, and they just gave up the ghost. Um, the, in fact, Metro State scored like three goals in a minute and a half to go from. Yeah, they went from like four two down to five four up. Uh, yeah, yeah, something crazy like that, right? Yeah, and then CSU had to score with like ten seconds to go to tie it, and to put it into overtime. And like with I don't know seconds to go in the overtime, you think you're going to a shootout. Metro puts it in the back of the net and uh, spoils CSU's home opener, if you will. Even though it was a, they're claiming it was an exhibition. It's it's a game. It's an ACHA versus ACHA violence, so it's a game. But uh, CSU got their revenge this past weekend. Uh, they beat Metro four to two, back at the epic uh, uh, ice arena, the Dora Pool and uh, uh, Dora Pool and Ice Center. Yes, yeah, epic. I, I haven't been to epic in a while. I need to get up there and check it out. Yeah. Anything uh, stand out to you from the four to two Rams victory? The uh, lack of power play production is yeah. what really sticks out here. Yeah. Yeah, even though they won four to two, you know that's you know the power play live and die at this level. Right? This is this is where you want to work hard and uh, you know work out the kinks um, against a D two team, and uh, you know luckily yeah. luckily those games aren't going to count in any sort of rankings. So uh, the CSU don't as you said don't sleep on them. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, uh, I think they'll be too. They've good, got a, good coaching up there. Yeah, and if they can get some good solid uh, goaltending. And uh, you know, keep him healthy. I think that's been the the issue over the past few years is they've got a decent tendy in Sam Simon. It's just keeping the kid healthy. Yeah, keeping him going. Yeah, and, 
And they probably have the the greatest fan in the uh, ACH up there, right? Cam the Ram. <laughs> yes, they do. There you go. I am I am very biased in favor of Cam the Ram. <laughs> she she's my little she's my little sugar pie. That's right. All right, we've got games this weekend, Andrew, and it's time for uh, Andrew to whip out your predictions. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have I should have. I mean, if I was smart, had we done some predictions, I would have had that Devo song ready to go. Whip it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna get that little sound bite whip it good <laughs> all right andrew men's three arkansas is coming to oklahoma to play uh, the sooners how do you think that one's going to turn out the uh, arkansas always gives oklahoma trouble so i'm calling a split i'm going to say OU is going to just wax them i think all those sandbaggers that dropped down from uh, men's gone. division one when arkansas gone was now. yeah i think they're gone i think OU is going to crunch them Colorado State is going to Albert Lee this weekend to uh, face the Mighty Warriors of Waldorf. What do you think? I didn't see much out of Waldorf, so I'm going all CSU on this one. CSU, you know, I'm the commissioner of both. But the other the MCH doesn't have a podcast. Oh, that's so right. That's right. Okay, they're not going to. So, they're not listening yeah. to this one. All right, Colorado State, you convince me. Uh, San Diego State goes on the road. They're going to go to Boulder. To coach they, prime area to take on the Colorado oh, Buffs. That's God. the other change. Benny Toller has left the Buffaloes to focus on other things, basically being a good dad to his son. And Trace Jablin, the former Buffs player, has taken over. He's now the other. Uh, he's the head coach at Colorado. So we have Tom Winkler at Missouri State, Trace Jablin at Colorado, uh, San Diego State at Colorado at Boulder. What do you think? If my memory serves me right, San Diego State got murdered every time they came over and played the big boys, didn't they? Yeah. Last season. Yeah. So I'm taking Colorado for two. I'm going to say, I wouldn't be so. I, 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 this is the Colorado or the WCHL podcast. So, yes, the commissioner will say Colorado for two. However, don't sleep on San Diego State. I think they're a pretty good little team. They've That's done some great. recruiting, I think, That's last year. Recruiting, have they? they worked out their, uh, their issues. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be uh, a lot better this year. I believe they were the team that left the poor goalie in that had like 50 goals and like two games scored on him, didn't they? Cor- correct. Oh, okay. That's correct. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they did a lot of recruiting. Ho- yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they cut that kid. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, true student athlete. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Grand Canyon's going to open their season. They're playing a home-and-home series with Northern Arizona Friday night at the Jay Lively Arena in Flagstaff, Arizona. Ooh. Then the next day at their revamped Walmart uh, that is Arizona Ice Arcadia. What do you think? GCU versus Division II NAU. NAU plays plays a tough little game if memory serves right, but I'm taking GCU for two. I think GCU is going to be a good little team. They've got a, a decent uh, – I'm going to say this wrong. I don't mean this – I was going to say they've got a decent assistant coach. They've got a good uh, head coach in Danny Roy, but they've yeah. also supplemented him with uh, John Olver from uh, the Idaho Steelheads of the east – of the west – of the old WCHL, the West Coast Hockey yeah, League the old, Pros. Yeah. But also, of uh, he coached the Steelheads in the Western States League, and uh, John Olver is uh, he's a heck of a coach. So I think uh, Coach Roy and Coach Over Over together are going to do some really good things at GCU. Yeah, I think GCU yeah, is going to smoke NEU both nights. I think I think GCU really took a step forward last season, right? Yep. So now this season, it's time to really take that step in. And be competitive every weekend, every night, right? So see if they can see if they can take that jump. 
Last game is a Saturday game. Uh, it's for the uh, it's the start of the Cactus Cup series. Arizona State travels down to Tucson to open the season at Arizona. Leah, the first of fifty games this season, and I'm going <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, it's going to be good. This is I think this is going to be a I'm I'm really excited to see this one because both teams have done very very well in terms of recruiting over the summer. And so I think uh, it's already a heated rivalry. It's already a hated rivalry. They already play well against one another, even if they don't necessarily have the, the talent this year. I, I mean, I think they've both done exceptionally well in recruiting. And uh, I, so I think both teams are going to have loads of talent to go with the loads of hate and, and vile and venom for the others. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun one to watch. This is not a WCHL game. Um, but it'll still be fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to root against uh, the home team, huh? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what these two teams bring bring to the table this season, right? The uh, little little disappointed with Arizona last year um, with kind of their performance. And then, uh, and then with Arizona State, they came out like gangbusters, and then they just kind of dropped off the face of the earth there at the end, right? Yep, yep, just kind of faltered. I, I, I think both teams have uh, – you know, I think U of A is going to have a, a very good offense, a solid defense, and uh, you know they're again like we talked about with CSU, they're just going to have to keep their goaltender healthy. Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't know if and I don't know if disappointed with Arizona is the right term to use. The uh, they just struggled on offense mightily last year, well, that's, right? That's and just it, right? Couldn't couldn't score goals when they needed to, and and really really struggled in that fashion. So two years ago, didn't we say that you know it seemed like it was an accident when they scored? Yes. You know, last year we knew that they intended to score; they just didn't score as much as we hoped they would. And uh, I, I got a feeling this year they're they're going to be pretty good. In ASU, I know there's there are two kids that have dropped down from their NCAA team that are now playing on the club team. And uh, they've they've also done exceptionally well in terms of recruiting. So uh, I'm excited. I think this one's going to be uh, just an absolute heavyweight fight on Saturday. It'll be a fun one to watch. Good. Utah, UNLV, and UCO have the weekend off. So they're the big winners. Sit back and watch a lot of football. Or if you're like me, watch a lot of ACHA hockey. Andrew, this is uh, those were the predictions for you for the uh, week of games ahead of us. But I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Yep. I want you to give me the uh, final four for nationals and your national champion. My final four. All right. I'm going to go UNLV. UNLV. I'm going to write the. Hold on. I'm going to write these down. Let me get my crayon out. Okay. UNLV. It's a final four, Andrew. So we need three more. You just can't go uh, UNLV. I'm going to say my not. My not state. The Beavers. You just like that. You just like saying Beavers. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, let's see. I'm going to throw UCO in there. Woo. Central Oklahoma Broncos. And then not knowing much about them, I'm going to throw Liberty in at number four again. Liberty. Look at you. All right. So that's yeah, yeah. Andrew's UNLV, uh, Minot State, UCO, and Liberty. And out of those four, who is your national champion? Oh, it's hard to go against. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? This is the WCHL podcast, damn it. I, I know. Come I on, know. Andrew. But until until somebody shuts them up, you, you got to go my not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, here, I'm going to uh, l- let me step out, okay? I'm going to yeah. say my – I'm going to put uh, – I'm going to go with three of your four. 
I'm going to take Liberty. Yeah. I will take UNLV. I will take UCO. My okay. fourth, I'm going to say it will be your favorite team, the Ohio Bobcats. Oh, God. Yep. So UCO, UNLV, Ohio, and Liberty. And I think it's going to be a UCO, UNLV championship game. There you is, go. Is, is, that, is that the commissioner wussing out of making a selection? Well, you just said championship game. You didn't say who's going to be the winner. Well, exactly. That. That's I'm, I'm going to because that way the conference wins no matter what. Come on, come on, sweetheart. Take your robe off and let's uh, pick a winner here. Uh, well, the last few times, uh, the last few times that it's happened, they, that they've met at nationals or just in general, I think uh, UCO has gotten the better of UNLV. I think uh, in this instance, um, I think UNLV is going to have what it takes. Oh, there so. you go. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, they've got they've got good goaltending, and uh, they've they've got some uh, they've done very well in terms of recruiting as well. But I think it's going to be a, a UNLV UCO final in St. Louis. So the the fat commissioner will be uh, dumb and happy. And, and all you fine folks up in Edmond, Oklahoma, the, yeah. uh, here here is his here is Mr. Perry's direct email. If you would like to send all hate mail to him directly, yes, it is dipstick at doesn't know what he's talking about dot com. Please please address it. Hey, you idiot. So put that in the subject line, and I'll be sure to get it. Yeah, be sure to respond right within twenty four hours. <laughs> All right, UNLV, Minot, UCO, and Liberty. Those are Andrew's final four. Uh, UCO, UNLV, Ohio, and Liberty. Those are my final four. And Andrew says Minot State will win. Me being the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League, I don't declare. I'm going to say UCO, UNLV championship game. So we win either way. But since Andrew put the gun to my head, I said. <laughs> I can't believe you put Ohio in there. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio is going to be better than expected. They have a really good team, and um, I think their coach. I like their coach, Leo Moran. Uh, we had a we had a good couple of chats, especially after that vote on the Ohio rule, the unbalanced schedule. We had a, a good chuckle, and um, so uh, I think Leo is going to he's going to have himself a good a good really really good team. I think. Oh, Ohio's just like uh, Iowa State. You just can't like them. So, uh, I, I I may not like the the green and the white in whatever colors they are, but I do I do like their coach. He's a good guy. There so, you go. Yeah, I know, I know. Going going soft on me. Going soft, Andrew. I think the plan is that let's uh, you know let, let's let's keep trying to do this once a week throughout the season. Yep. And um, we got to get some folks on that we haven't talked to in a while. We'll probably try to get uh, uh, just the two new head coaches on here uh, once they've dipped their toes in the in the water. Coach Winkler will have a couple of games under his belt. Coach Jablin will have at least these upcoming two games under his belt against San Diego State. We got to get those some new guys. And then let's uh, yeah, let's start doing our craptastic podcast once over again. I- I think my uh, I think my wife was more excited about the podcast tonight than I was. She uh, <laughs> she she's like, "Thank God, a night off where I can I can have some peace and quiet without you irritating me." So well, I, I will tell you this: um, my wife was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> uh, what? Where are you recording this thing at? Can you go to your car and do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think she would put me in somebody else's car if she could. Uh, no, I, I'll tell you, Andrew. Hey, I've uh, we, we've we've restored ourselves to the uh, proper uh, WCHL uh, podcast studio. 
yes, all is almost good with the world. So uh, surrounded by uh, nothing but goodness. We're no longer surrounded by uh, ballerina shoes and, um, you know, uh, little journals and uh, frilly, you know, photo pictures, Polaroids and all that kind of Why'd you, why'd you redecorate your office? <laughs> well, I just, we just relocated to a, to a different room and, uh, probably need to get a little bit of soundproofing in here, but, uh, you know, I kind of like it. There you go. I kind of like go. it. Yeah. I'm going to turn it into a little man cave, the you, podcast you have, cave, the pod cave. You have, you have an extra house guest at your house, right? Yes. So, yes. yeah. So yes. do we, do we, do we really want to bring that up? <laughs> My dear sweet mother-in-law is here, and God bless her. She's 81 years old, and she kicks my butt every Good. day. Good. I mean, she's she is out. She has since she arrived, Andrew. We we have put out like six barrels full of yard waste every week, and that's not counting the bundles and the. Uh, I mean, she has just taken charge good i'm I'm obviously <laughs> not tom thumb uh you know don't don't i'm not don't have a big uh not big on I'm, i mow the yard and that's about it <laughs> and she has just bushwhacked and chopped stuff down and gone to town and i absolutely love her for it so uh she's that's great and, and then she gives me grief that's so, great yeah you, you could be me that that has the best looking yard in the neighborhood nope but I've pissed off the HOA, so they won't give me the yard of the month ever. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's your that's your first problem. You have an, you live in an HOA. Now, uh, for, yeah. for those college students listening, an HOA is a homeowners association. When you graduate <laughs> college and you have a mortgage and a degree, you want to buy a house that does not live in an, yeah. and that does not is not part of an HOA because you'll be surrounded by a bunch of people that like to tell you how to live your life, and you have and to the, pay for that pleasure. And and most of them will be on the average age of fifty years older than you when they're doing it. So. Yes, and they know See? better than you. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think on the internet we call them Karens and Kevins. That's right. Yes. They, uh, yeah, but it is fun to piss them off. So I mean, you know, there is an upside to it. <laughs> so so what we're hearing is you you make a living making your wife, your three legged dog, your daughter, and now the HOA upset with you. Oh, my dog loves me. Yeah, that's why he threw a leg at you, right? Yeah, he loves you so much. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get out of here so badly. I'm gonna yeah. get the, rid of one of my legs. That's how yeah. desperately I want to leave. The the dog is my number one fan. That's for sure. Andrew, uh, we we've we've probably talked our way way too much. We did, haven't even gotten to the uh, bits and bots and uh, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, we, hey, trust me, I got plenty in reserve. I did a lot of reading over the summer. Oh, did you really? Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. We'll we'll talk about it next time. But uh, it's glad to be back. Yes. Glad to know which buttons to push. I mean, holy, see, I just did it again. I hit the wrong damn button. Golly, I was going to, I wanted to play this. Oh, look at that. Oh, see, I know what I'm doing. But uh, instead, I I hit the wrong damn button. Yeah, uh, oh. you're definitely gonna have to label this one the uh, the preseason kickoff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness! All righty, Andrew. Uh, anything else that you won't need to get off your chest for this uh, opening edition of the WCHL podcast? The 2023-2024 season is officially underway. We're underway. We are underway. 
the uh, I'm excited it's here. I'm excited to get back in the groove of things. And uh, yeah, keep up with some college hockey and go from there, right? There you go. We might actually have to go to the rink. Eh. Check out a game or two. Eh. Make uh, fun of the officials. Eh. Well, <laughs> that, that, there's plenty to do there, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll have a good time. I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. And Andrew, I'm glad to have you by my side once again. Yes. Let's. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this WCHL podcast and for hopefully all the future ones. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell anyone you know that the commish and Andrew were back. Um, follow the WCHL on Twitter at Western CHL. I'm still talking to Utah about getting uh, an updated website. I need to get after those guys. That's been like two, three years now. Uh, that's I'll, I'll take the blame for that, but I'll talk to them. <laughs> um, follow the ACHA Men's Division One on Twitter at ACHA Men's D One. Uh, the ACHA website will be updated hopefully with most of the scores um on a fairly regular basis this uh podcast we even have our own twitter uh although who knows maybe it's been taken down by now at wchl pod feel free to send us uh any messages or any viewer questions or uh or just complaints maybe andrew's still not speaking loud enough i don't know yeah we like complaints yeah we do we 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 address them appropriately and uh in the meantime Go, go to the rink, uh, go watch some uh, hockey. If not, there's going to be plenty of uh, hockey online to watch in the, uh, geez, five. You know, let me look again. Let me take my socks off. One, two, three, yeah. four, five. Yep, five series this weekend. Five series, lots of lots of games this nine, weekend. Nine games in the WCHL, and that's not counting uh, the rest of the ACHA because they're getting underway. So it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a, a college hockey fan. That, that no doubt about it yeah yeah andrew was at a loss for words right there <laughs> yeah all right yeah, uh, andrew i'm gonna hit the magic button what do you say i say let's get out of here all right here we go hey everybody have a great week look forward to watching some great hockey we'll catch you on the flip side <laughs>